first of all, you cannot force someone to respect you simply because respect needs to come from within the person, right? Just merely giving children the definition of respect obviously is not enough. It must involve actually explaining to the child what respect is. Furthermore, we must model what respect looks like, and we can't teach being respectful by being disrespectful to our children. This applies equally to both parents and classroom teachers. Welcome to episode 119 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the first-year teacher are discussed. We share the latest educational research and best practices so that the new teacher can be better equipped for a successful classroom experience. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and in today's episode, we will be talking about what are some ways to raise a respectful child. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you a teacher fresh out of college beginning your first year in the classroom? Have less than five years of classroom experience? If so, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Learn from the mistakes that I've made when I first began teaching. Put my 20 years of experience to work for you. Teacher Rockstar Academy is a three-module, 12-lesson course, which includes super cool bonuses, personal coaching, and much, much more. We also offer a 90-day money-back guarantee. You'll find that it is more than just another online course. I'll be with you every step of the way. Become the best version of yourself. Invest in yourself today. Enroll now at tra.teacherclassroomresources.com. Okay, let's dive right in. Teaching your child to treat people of all nationalities and backgrounds, and you, with kindness, dignity, and respect is the job of all parents. Respect should be mutual. In other words, we should give it to our children and expect it in return. Now, with this in mind, I want to share some ways to approach parenting that will help raise a respectful child. Number one, value your kids' choices. Let me give you an example. Let's say that your child is looking at some toys at a store and you happen to be in a hurry. You know, you got a thousand and one things that need to get done today. Well, instead of getting all irate, Simply explain to the child that you understand that they're interested in the toys, but that we have to go now, but we can arrange to come back at a later time. It's not so much about your particular response, in a sense, as it is the fact that you're honoring your child's interest. Number two, always speak politely. Just know that the way that you speak to your child is the way your child will speak to you. For example, Oh my, why does it take you so long to zip up your jacket? Instead, now this could be better expressed as, I see that you're trying so hard to zip up your jacket. I really appreciate that. But I wonder if we should start getting ready just a little bit earlier, and that way I won't have to rush you. That sounds a lot better, doesn't it? Likewise, when your child makes a mess on the floor, let's say. Respond by saying, let me get you a broom, instead of saying, you're always so messy. I realize that we are all human, but when you say something hurtful to your child, it's always appropriate to apologize. Okay, point number three I want to make is give kids a voice in decision making. When it's appropriate, and that's the underlying key word here, give your child an opportunity to voice their decisions. Now, research indicates that children benefit from developmentally appropriate participation in decision-making. Let me give you some examples of this. It might be 
asking your child what kind of music should we listen to in the car, maybe when you're picking it up from soccer practice or something, or what should we have for dinner today. You want your child to see that you are listening respectfully to them, even though you may disagree with them. Now, I want to make sure I'm very clear about this point. This does not mean that children are always going to get their way. That's definitely not what I'm talking about here. Okay, all right. Point number four, give your full attention. Parents need to model what giving one's full attention looks like. Listen and model active listening by putting your phone down, uh, making eye contact, not multitasking, and asking follow-up questions. You know, there's nothing wrong with a parent being persistent and telling the child to look at me so that I know you're paying attention. Teaching good manners, also known as etiquette, what I'm talking about here is not where to place the fork on the napkin, but please pass the bread, and thank you so much for taking the time to come and visit with me. You'll also want to help your kids learn to apologize and take responsibility for their actions. And this brings me to uh, point number five, cultivate curiosity. Uh, and this is very important here. Showing an interest in other people is an important point. Whereas you want your child to avoid the me, me, me narcissism, which is not only annoying, but in fact can be treacherous. Teach your child the give and take of mutual conversation. And this leads me to point number six, practice positive gossip. Okay? Positive being the operative word here. Basically what I mean here is notice what is good about the people in your life. For example, you know, uh, I really appreciate grandma always making me her favorite pie. Or I appreciate my teacher giving me extra help in class today. That is what I'm talking about by practicing positive gossip. Point number seven, call your kids out. Now let's say you normally bring your child a snack to eat in a car, right? After picking them up from after school daycare or soccer practice or what have you. But you forgot it today. And your child rolls his eyes and mutters something unflattering under his, his or her breath. Well, take a deep breath and count to ten. Then model a respective response like, You know, I'm sorry that I forgot your snack, and I know you're hungry, but do you hear the way your voice sounds when you're talking to me that way? It makes me feel bad, and it makes me not want to do nice things for you. And then ask for an apology. Bottom line here, remember that in order to teach respect to your child, you must first show respect. And this brings me to the last point, point number eight, experience other cultures. What I want to say here is to help broaden your child's mind. Expose your child to other cultures. Read books about children from all around the world. Go to different and interesting places in your community. As a family, talk about these things. And a great way to talk about things like this would be over the dinner table. Or riding in the car. Okay? Okay, let's put it all together. Value your kids' choices. Speak politely. Give kids a voice in decision-making when it's appropriate. Give your full attention. Cultivate curiosity. Practice positive gossip. Call your kids out when necessary. And experience other cultures. Now, these are the kinds of things that will help generate respect and deference in your child. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you found a golden nugget or two from the information presented. Feel free to reach out should you have any questions or comments about this episode. Also, if there is a topic 
that you would like me to talk about on the show, please shoot me an email. I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Go to blog.teacherclassroomresources.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, Please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media. And if you feel comfortable, leave a rating and review. That's always greatly appreciated. Thanks again. We'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.